Statology podcast, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. How are you? Here we are. Once again, How you I- and me, yeah. a couple of silver spoons. <laughs> Tell me you know that's that show. Uh, no. I've heard of okay. it. Okay. Uh, something to find, two of a kind with Ricky Schroeder. Is Rick, that the guy me. that is a Republican now? And he's... Uh, probably. He, no, like, that's Kirk Cam- that Kirk Cameron. No, he's, I mean, also a Republican, but I feel like one of these guys went to the RNC and was like the star of the show. <laughs> oh, uh, Charles in charge, that guy? Oh, that guy? Bayo. Might be that Christ. guy. <sighs> I don't want to drag Ricky Schroeder's name through the mud. Rick, Rick. He goes by Rick now because oh, he starred on NYPD Blue back in the 90s. Oh. All right. Sarah? Mm-hmm. I got a letter today. Great. And I want to give a very, I want to give a shout out to the person who wrote this letter. Okay. She used to comment on the blog uh, under the under the username Marshmallow. Love that. So what's up, Marshmallow? Thank you for following along. Okay. Here's the email. Hi, Chris. Would you consider doing a segment on smug couples? The holiday season is coming up. And even though a lot of it will be remote, I'm already being left out of Zoom parties that are deemed couples only. One is for a very good friend of mine's birthday, and apparently I'm not invited because it wouldn't be my thing. I fail to see what kind of conversations people are having that only people in a relationship would understand. Are they talking about the benefits of monogram towels? (laughs) I see what you did there. All joking aside, I'm pretty hurt, but I also don't want to make a big deal out of it. What do you think? Huh. I think this is awful. You just don't treat, you just, I just, this makes me sad for her because I know her. (laughs) Yeah, she's a very nice person. Mm -hmm. You know, um, although, although. (laughs) If she weren't a nice person, there's no reason to have couples only Zoom parties. I mean, why? Especially, it's a, I'm I'm already being left out of Zoom parties that are deemed couples only. One is for a very good friend of mine's birthday. Right. And apparently, I'm not invited because it wouldn't be my thing. Our birthday is not birthdays aren't your thing, right? What your what? birthday hater? It's Notorious your friend too, hater right? Of birthdays. <laughs> you know, here's what I uh, honestly see, and I want to say to tell her. I want to tell her, tell your friends, hey, this is my friend too. I'd like to be there for her, but I do not want to send her into a situation where she's not wanted. So the question is, why isn't she wanted there? Yeah. I mean, are we getting into some big little lies territory? <laughs> There's something Did you going sleep with on. Somebody's husband? Uh, I yeah, I don't I don't know. I do wonder if there's is there something more to this that maybe Marshmallow isn't aware of. Like is there a reason why they're keeping her out of it? I mean And only she knows the answer to that. Uh, well, well, I mean, I guess she might not. Right. Like if if everyone I mean, I said Big Little Lies as a joke, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's what if there's a true crime unfolding right before your eyes. Yeah. And I just I hate to say this. No, I don't. You know what? F- fuck it. I'm going to say it anyway. The whole oh, it's a couples only thing. That is so that is that is a woman. A woman is saying that bullshit. 
a woman's thinking, think of it in that terms. Oh, it's couples only. Well, why are you organizing couples only things in the first place? What is that about? I've never really understood the benefit. Of n- other like- than, <laughs> other than they, it's, it's like the people who wanted, they, they want to double date. Oh, we should do this thing together. No, we. What is that about? I need to understand that. Um, well, I I don't think double dates are weird if because like couple friends exist, mm-hmm. but friends also exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm curious. I'd like to ask this group of people what they would do if one of the couples broke up. I mean, do you drop both of them? Do you take a side? Like, yeah. do you now have a subset of single people who are excluded from all couple activities? Like, what is what is the deal with couples? You know, somebody brought up in, uh, I did a workshop last night, and one of the questions that one of the people asked was, what do you say to friends when they ask you why you're still single? Who's or, asking that? I, I do believe uh, that I, I like I believe that like older family members ask that. Okay. Um, well, okay, sure. But they're just know, trying to make conversation. I think they're just trying to make conversation. <laughs> but when a good friend asks that, I mean, first of all, if they're your good friend, they know. Sure. They know what it is. That's Maybe it's I that you don't want to. Maybe it's your personality. Maybe it's because you're nursing a, a heartbreak or something. Mm-hmm. They don't have to ask. So these friends must yeah. not be close friends. And as I said last night, that what you know, why are you still single is is up there with when are you gonna have kids? Mm-hmm. As a very personal question that should not be asked. But because so many people are horrible with boundaries, this is the answer I gave. This is what I this is what I told her to say. Okay. What I told all of them to say. Huh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. And then okay. the other it kind of sucks the air out of It does. <laughs> whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. And so what she's saying is this isn't a thing to me. Why is it a thing to you? Yeah. I like <laughs> I like that it sucks the air out of it cuz then they don't right? have that opening to say anything else. Right. <laughs> yep. yeah. And then someone said, you know, what about if it's on a date? And I said, you know, it's, it's, it's another variation. It's, huh, I don't know. I haven't, you know, I haven't really thought about it. Yeah. Why do you think you're single? Yeah. Like, it's so important. I, I, you flex. Turn it around on them. <laughs> turn it around them and make, let them feel uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. Because they need to realize, don't ask that. It's just, that's not a good, just don't do that. Yeah. So back to smug couples. Yeah. You know, I, I have to, the advice that I would say is go to whoever's planning the party and you know that person's probably a total asshole. I thought you were going to say a woman. <laughs> no. Well, it's probably a woman and she's probably an asshole. I'm sorry because I just don't see men planning. First of all, what fucking dude is like, yeah, let's have a Zoom party. Right. <laughs> well, so they're they're out there. <laughs> okay. There, sure. There's the occasional man as social director, but I do think yeah, generally 
it's women that are organizing these events. Right. So when it's this is this goes beyond this is this is there's there's something competitive going on here. There's something a, a feeling of one upmanship. Um or there's something competitive going on that is extremely boring. And let me tell you what I mean. Okay. Because <laughs> I got invited at, uh, at the beginning of all of this <laughs> to one of these Zoom parties, which wasn't explicitly couples only, but it kind of turned out that way mm-hmm. um, for the most part. I, there, I, actually, I think there might have been one or two single people. But anyway... For the most part, it was a bunch of couples, and it was it was like a Zoom party scavenger hunt. So, like, go find this thing in your house, right? Go find toilet paper. Right. Go find this thing in your house, and whoever brings it back the quickest gets the point or whatever, whatever. And, like, one of the questions, or maybe t- more than one of the questions, was, like, partner-dependent. Like, there was a question that was, like, okay, men only – Go find an eyelash curler. Um, and then, like, oh, the joke is they don't know what an eyelash curler looks like, right? And then everybody yeah. brought back forks and shit. So you're not missing out if it's that. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was extremely boring, and I was over it before we were done. <laughs> I was tired of running around my house. And at the end, I just had a bunch of shit to put, to put away. So it could be that. Right. And before someone says, well, maybe the maybe the person organizing knows that Marshmallow is single and they don't want her to feel bad. Okay. Well, that, well mission failed there. Right. Because they don't want her to feel bad, but they're going to include, exclude her from this thing and then say it's probably not your thing. You know, well, but it, it, you know okay, we got it. Hold on, thing. hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, you know what? I got it. Okay. I got it. Okay. It is that, it is, like she said, it's that smug thing of, well, we're in a relationship, we're in couples, so we're above you. So this is more for like those people. It really is a way for this, whoever's organizing it, it really is a way for her to rub in Marshmallow's face that she is not in a relationship. Maybe. I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> yeah. What else could it be? Other than, like, I don't know, Marshmallow, let's be honest. Are you? Do you suck the air out of every room you go into? Mm. Like, really ask yourself that. Are you? Is that you? Ask yourself, well, am I doing something? Or are you, like, a known Zoom hater? <laughs> yeah. Are you a drag? Are you Zoom drag? Um, I, I just want to say... I'm kind of that person at this point. Like I, I zoom all day at work. There's mm-hmm. no one I want to zoom with. Yeah. People are way over the zoom thing yeah, and I, I can already feel it no, I don't way over it. So I'm a zoom drag. So no shame if you are, <laughs> but that is, that is something to reflect on. Like if you, if there have been past events as a group and you're over it before it's done. <laughs> yeah. Are you like Debbie Downer? Womp womp. Yeah. Well, you know I, I mean? think there are ways of being over it without being a downer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just just be there. But again, stop rooting around your house for things that you just have to put away later. You right. Know, you I, be part I of just the conversation. Think, I think the person organizing it and maybe the other women attending, 
they want to talk couple stuff and they're they're going to feel uncomfortable doing it around her and they don't want to feel uncomfortable because god forbid yeah. you not fucking talk about your relationship for 20 minutes well what i was going to say that it, the other thing it probably is if it's not one of those boring scavenger hunt things is there's only a handful of things that couples talk about when they get together on mass so i feel like this will inevitably break up into a couple of different conversations like one will be uh -huh. women complaining about their husbands yeah okay <laughs> most of the other conversation will be about children yep that's it that's all yep. they talk about i told you i did when i went to that zoom with my sorority sisters all they talked about were the kids yeah it's like oh, you gotta be that's kidding it. me I, that is literally all mm -hmm. and i i mean i guess good because i yeah. guess they should be all consuming mm -hmm. <laughs> um but that sounds really interesting to you right <laughs> like i right. i am sympathetic to the fact that couples want to uh speak with people outside of their homes Mm -hmm. And to other adults. Um, but I I do think it's shitty to say, like, oh, we're having a couples-only Zoom party. Uh, and then to only talk about your kids or, like, if women are going to complain about their husbands or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you could, there's lots of other stuff to talk about. Yeah. It's Anybody like read a book lately? Or yeah. seen a movie? Right. It's what are we going to do? We're going to go to Miranda Hobbs. Look at us. We're educated women, and we're all we can talk about is men. Yeah, Monica you know, Hals. Right, and that's how I felt in that Zoom. I just thought this is all we're talking about, really. Yeah, I know all your kids are like going off to college, and so it's a big deal because it's a pandemic. But right, Jesus, has anybody seen? <laughs> At the assassination of Gianni Versace, thankfully one person asked, "Hey, I'm looking for some downloads, some, some like suggestions because I'm going to be binging some stuff on Netflix." And I was like, "Oh, thank Christ!" Yeah, and this something. was a two-minute reprieve. <laughs> well, not only that, but um, I mean, I I would think that by the time kids are college age, they don't require as much attention. I mean, that's that's what I thought, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Couples only events are probably boring mm -hmm. unless they're swinging, in yeah. which case I would argue that you want no part of that either. Right. <laughs> um, they're probably boring. They're just talking about their kids. A couple women have broken off to complain about their husbands mm -hmm. that they're not going to leave. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's, that's it. That's what you're missing. And you should probably go to this friend um and and set up something with her one-on-one -on -one. yeah because you'll probably have a much better time and yes it is it it's it's not smug couples i'm sorry i'm gonna say it smug women it's smug women rubbing relationships in their single friends faces and only you know wanting to only talk couple things and don't want to have to talk about anything else because their single friend is there and they're going to have to include her in the conversation. Yeah. Well, what if we, as a society, <laughs> started thinking of different ways to group ourselves for these Zoom events? Because, mm. I mean, I, I hadn't yet thought about it, but damn, she's right. The holidays are coming up. Like, we're all going to get roped into some of these. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Um, Because there's only so many you can turn down if you want friends after this is over, right? Right. (laughs) So, um, yeah, what if we just started thinking of different groupings? Let's go back to classic men versus women. How about a ladies only Zoom? Or like, how about a Zoom where you just talk about your kids? Yeah. Or Parent Zoom. Yeah, I mean, if maybe if you give them space to do that, then they can come back to society yeah. as a whole and be a human again instead of just a mom. Yeah, just like, a why wife. don't you do a breakout rooms and have different topics and mix and match people? This one's for the travelers. This one's for the parents. This one's for the the single people. Right. It's now like we're the talking table. about it's, cooking or whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True let's crime. Not, I did. <laughs> what true crime? Yeah, right. That will bring women uh, together. Jesus, can you think of anything else? That not not anything better than true crime. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, have you watched that love fraud yet? No. I believe it's on Hulu, not Showtime. Okay. It's about this grifter that women met online. Mm-hmm. He like conned about a dozen women. Ridiculous. And it's getting rave reviews. Oh, I will check uh, you know it out. What's in, and I think we've sort of moved past the smug couples thing. So I'll just say one more thing to Marshmallow. Be honest with yourself. Do you Are you kind of a drag? Is there something about being around you that is difficult, that makes other people feel like, oh, we have to be like super, she's super sensitive? Or be honest with yourself. If you've heard that before, if people have told you that, um, that could be why. But I'm going to guess that it's just, it, it is. It's just uh, your friend is smug mm-hmm. because she's in a relationship and she doesn't she wants to be able to have a whole hour or whatever where it's all couples so that she can talk couple stuff and not have to indulge you yeah yeah but you're really not missing anything it's gonna be a whole lot of like and he never rinses the toothpaste down the sink (laughs) yeah Uh yeah exactly (laughs) that's it that's it uh okay we got another letter sarah Mm -hmm. And this one you got very excited about. I have some thoughts. You have some thoughts. Hi, Kristen and Sarah. I've dated around for years, and in this time, I've gone out with a wide range of men. Since I turned 32, it seems like dating has gotten exponentially tougher for me. It has noticeably gone downhill for me in the last year. My last date, quote unquote, was back in May, and it was just a FaceTime call because he did not want to rush into meeting in person due to the pandemic. It's now mid-September. I've been on multiple apps with no success finding any interested guys. I was asked out several times this year by much younger guys, early 20s, but I don't feel comfortable dating someone that young. It just feels too weird for me. Those have been the only guys interested in me so far this year. The FaceTime call guy in May was 24, but even that feels a bit too young for me. My question is, what is the right age range for me? What is the youngest as well as the oldest I should be considering? My friends have all suggested I date men in their 40s, but I don't know about that. I'm working on a PhD program and will be a student for many years, and I don't know if a student would appeal to someone in their 40s. Thoughts? Oh, I have so many. (laughs) I got to try to keep it concise. This is, yeah, I have have many. Um, Would you like to go first? I would, because I feel I have a feeling. Just you, like you said, you have a lot. I think, quite frankly, focus on your PhD program, and date casually. 
date whatever fucking age range you want to date and enjoy it and focus on your PhD. And look, if getting married and having kids is also a priority, okay, then you can date with a little bit more intention, but it really does depend on what are what are your goals? If you want to get married and have kids, then um, I would say date somebody in their late 30s to, what are you, 32? I wouldn't go much older than early 40s. I think, I think late 30s is ideal. Um, but just keep in mind that a lot of guys in their late 30s are going to want that's when they're like okay kids 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 mm-hmm. like they've had their time they've done it they've done the casual dating now they want to get married and have kids is that where you are will you be able to do that and get your phd i think your phd is more important okay and that that should be your priority and relationships can just be sort of a bonus but if you want uh, age range i, I say as old or as young as you want, maybe like, I don't know, the young, the youngest I would say is quite honestly late twenties. If that, the younger guys, they're just, they're just gross. They're just gross. They're just looking for the experience. Don't, you're right to feel uncomfortable with that. I would say late, late twenties to early forties. That's my age range. That's my answer. And focus on your PhD and just have fun, casually date, Okay. All right, Sarah. <laughs> My answer depends entirely on knowing what you're studying. Because oh. <laughs> that that really that really does I mean that's going to dictate my answer. So mm-hmm. I I think if you are in a field where um that field is growing mm-hmm. and you can reasonably expect to find a job as a result of finishing your PhD, then by all means, prioritize that. However, mm-hmm. if you are in the humanities and uh, you have, I mean, less than a 5% chance of finding a job and you want to get married and have kids, you should probably seriously consider quitting your PhD. And here's why. <laughs> if you are in the humanities and you finish your PhD... Once you are on the job market, you're going to, well, A, you should assume that you're not going to find a job. And I saw your email address, so I know where you go to school. Hear me out. (laughs) Because I have talked to plenty of people (laughs) who have gone to uh, equivalent or better schools that have interviewed and, and have not gotten jobs. But that's in the humanities. STEM is totally different. And obviously, if you're if you're working on the cure for COVID right now, please keep at it. Right. If your <laughs> PhD work is going to better humanity, please keep at it. Forget about men. They do not matter. Right. right. But if it is an interest, <laughs> if it's a research interest, I know you're passionate about it. I know it's important to you. But like... Again, if you cannot reasonably expect to find a job, you might be happier just thinking about quitting your PhD. So, so it depends on what you're doing. So back to what I was saying before about uh, not finding a job. I have to, at this juncture, share an anecdote from um, one of your 
uh, I don't want to say where you go to school, but somebody else who went to that school, I had lunch with one day and she was talking about the job hunt. She's in the humanities. She, um, and everybody in the humanities, they have to, they have to go wherever the jobs are, right? So frequently you have no control over where you live. If you're really dedicated to remaining in academia, you have to interview and, and take the job that you get, right? So she interviewed at some, um, like Christian college in the middle of a swamp, basically. And, uh, she had one of these hotel interviews, very sketchy. (laughs) Waited a couple of weeks, heard nothing, followed up eventually, got a got a single sentence response, which was, and I quote, we didn't like you. (laughs) Is this the life you want? (laughs) Because you don't have to live this way. (laughs) But you know what? That sounds like that sounds like AI. That sounds like a bot. I don't I don't know. I, d- I don't know, <laughs> oh my God. Um, but you consider not living that life. <laughs> um, for me, again, it really comes down to how badly you want to do this. Like, are you literally willing to work at a Christian college in the middle of a swamp? Are you, you want you want that? Is that what you want? <laughs> then by all means, keep doing it. If you mm-hmm. are not willing to move anywhere uh then think about quitting and refocus on on finding love the other thing i would say is um i think men in their mid to late 20s are your range because you're a student and probably so are they because the problem with men in their early 30s is you're kind of a tough sell right now (laughs) as a phd (laughs) student because you're not making money and you're not saving for retirement these are your wealth building years, I'm told, <laughs> by people who know about wealth building. <laughs> and so, um, again, like that's that's baggage that you're bringing into this. And also, men may be looking at you uh, and thinking if they if they know this, like, oh, she's not going to be around once she gets a job. She's going to have to move to the middle of a swamp and teach at a Christian college or whatever. And that's mm-hmm. a tough sell. Most men don't want to give up their careers to follow yours the other thing is it again if you're this latter category and you're in a a field where like you may or may not find a job but like probably not (laughs) um i think you ought to go you ought to go where the money is right so let's say you finish your phd and you get married so both both things crossed off the list at the end of this, if you achieve both or accomplish both or, you know, whatever, you get both things done, I think maybe you still won't end up working in your field, even if you get a job offer, because if you're married and your husband makes more, aren't you going to stay where that job is? Hmm. So I think <laughs> if you're, I mean, I don't want to be this person that's like, only STEM matters, but like, Again, if if your PhD is going to better humanity, by all means, please keep at it. If it is interesting to you and you love it, think about doing something else for work. <laughs> because I, I do think it's going to interfere with your love life. Um, because it, it's just a lot of it's a lot of baggage to bring in. Mm-hmm. 
I have a feeling this is not what the letter writer was expecting to hear. <laughs> it's probably not what you were expecting to hear either. I, I wasn't. I'm, I'm a little like I'm a little overwhelmed by it because it really does come down to you can't you just can't have both. I don't think it does. I mean, I I'm saying this as a person who doesn't have both. <laughs> like I I mean, you go if you're married, you go where the money is. Mm-hmm. So my husband's not. I mean, I'm never going to out earn him. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so I'm here, (laughs) I'm doing this job. It's within academia. I'm not teaching in my, my area of interest. That's the, that's the other thing about academic jobs is even if you get a job, it's, it may not be something that is even interesting to you. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. In English, especially, you, you're probably going to end up with a job like running the writing center or like pretending you're really passionate about composition, which no one is. <laughs> you're not you're not going to probably get to uh, do something that's interesting right away. Um, but that's just the humanities. So. Hmm. It's a bummer, man. It is a bummer. <laughs> so. um I am quite, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it depends on what you're studying. And I, <laughs> I, I know that this might be perceived as like, oh, this woman is bitter because, she, you know, she didn't get a job in her field. And sure, sure I am. <laughs> but the that doesn't change the reality that depending on what you're studying, the likelihood is that you should plan on not finding a job in your field and in my mind if if getting married is important to you and it's on the list you're better off pursuing that because that is more of a sure thing your marriage has a 50 percent chance of succeeding you do not have a 50 percent chance of finding an academic job yep in the humanities yep wow Okay. So that's it. That, that's it. <laughs> that's my dissertation on quitting your PhD <laughs> for okay, a man. I, I, I just think you should date guys in their late twenties, early forties. <laughs> that's my answer. But like Sarah said, you, I think you're going to have to choose. I think you're you might have to choose unless you marry another academic. Huh, well, that's possible. Um, that's very possible. Have you considered trying to seduce your advisor? Okay, and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. moving it's, on. I'm just saying, they're there for a reason. Okay. <laughs> All right, so to, to, to summarize, you're going to have to choose, Sarah thinks, and I think you're going to have to choose between PhD or a relationship. If you choose PhD... Make that your priority. Make dating. Be casual about it. Maybe possibly try to date someone else who is a, a, a grad student mm-hmm. or a student. Mm-hmm. Or your um, advisor. Uh, okay. Just saying. Um, I'm just um, saying it's an option. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and uh, enjoy it. Don't be too concerned about the age range. Uh, and focus on your PhD because I'm sorry. And you know what? I'm not sorry your PhD is far, or just your education is going to be far more fulfilling than a man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just the case. <laughs> well, it might be. It just, it really, it comes down to 
again, are, like, what are your values as a person? Are you a person that, like, it's really important that you study this this research area, and it doesn't matter if you ever find a job. Like, you, as long as you get to pursue this research, you will feel fulfilled. Then by all means, do it. But if you are going to come out of this, never find a job <laughs> at all related to your field, and... Um, Maybe you potentially regret all of the time that you didn't spend working and saving money and saving for retirement. Maybe don't do it. Okay. Okay. We're moving on now. Okay. From that depressing segment. <laughs> but but very honest and I think very insightful. I, th- I think, you know. I'm just not a gambler. I mean, like I said, like to me, the controllable thing is is X, right? It's not Y. So what's the point in pursuing Y? But right. that's just me. I'm not a gambler. So. Okay. All right. We're going to move on to an article that I, of course, read on Medium. But this time it was written by a man, and this guy is real because I checked him out. Oh, well, that's exciting. I know. What a change of that's pace. That's exciting. So he wrote, his name is Taylor Foreman, mm-hmm. and I'll link this in the notes. And he wrote about going on a date, two dates with a woman. And they had sex on the first date, or they fooled around, things got physical on the first date. Mm-hmm. And then after the second date, he said that things were left on an odd note. And he never really expands on that. <laughs> so that's kind of like what I always say. It's in the things they don't tell you. Mm. That's the things, answer. Things got weird. <laughs> things got weird. And then he said after the second date, We left on an odd note and we took some time to reflect. And when we spoke again, we decided that we shouldn't continue dating. It was pretty mutual, but I don't feel the need to cover up the fact that it was her idea. Do you really want something (laughs) happened? Uh, Do you really want to know why she asked me? Some guys beg me to tell them and then they call me a cunt. (laughs) All right. I told her I definitely wouldn't do that and that I appreciated the opportunity to learn. She laid out for me exactly what turned her off about me, turned her off about the second date, and I was shocked, mm. mostly because I was totally unaware of how I was making her feel. And so the, the reasons she, she ticks off are I didn't encourage her to talk about herself. Mm-hmm. I talked a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. I talked to her. I talked. Yeah, I talked a lot about myself. Related. She worried that I only wanted sex. Okay. You may not have space in your life for someone else. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, bullshit, 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 and bullshit. Every one of these. And so this guy writes this essay, and he, you know, he leaves on a on a. This is how he closes. These days, dating is an experiment that takes time and honest reflection. I resisted it for a long time, but I am finally treating myself as someone I don't know. I am trying to watch my behavior and draw conclusions based on what I do, not what I say. Mm -hmm. If you have the chance, I suggest asking a date for honest feedback. Especially if if it doesn't go well. If you're like me, you don't know what you're doing wrong. You know what you're doing wrong? Asking your date, a person who doesn't know you... For feedback. I feel like this guy is going to overcorrect and his next date is going to be like an interview. Right. (laughs) Right. And, you know, let's first talk about, and of course, the women in the comments love this. 
Oh, except me, <laughs> of course, <laughs> because I was just like my dude. Yeah. <laughs> All of the things that she brings up as a reason to not see him again were all fixable things right. that t- would, would have taken minimal conversation. Yeah. And, or they were examples of her head hopping. Well, uh, you don't have enough time in your life or space in your life. Well, I thought you just weren't, just wanted sex. <sighs> okay. That's not about him. That's about you. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not he has time, where's that coming from? Yeah. Maybe well, that's the one I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? What does that mean? Right. Uh, and as far as well, you didn't encourage me to talk about myself, girl, you're an adult. You know, you're an adult and you have the agency to interrupt or add your two cents or contribute. Well, because- so the, the first two I kind of equated with um, him just – dominating the conversation and maybe being self-centered or arrogant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, I got the impression that she was trying to say that in a nice way <laughs> which I think is how she came up with you didn't encourage me to talk about myself um, but yeah truly if he just steamrolled her and talked about his interests and, and him <laughs> um, I could see how that would be a turnoff and I could also see how it would be enough of a turnoff that she was like mm, we'll just have sex and that'll be it well he, this is what he says to be honest I was actually interested in her life and would have listened if she offered imp- up information about it mm-hmm. she had just started a new job that week she had in- interests that I didn't know about yet the problem is I assume people are like me mm-hmm. if I want to talk about something I just dive in on some level, I figured that if she wanted to tell me something about her life, she would offer it up. And then he says, yeah. I can feel you cringing at me. Dude, I'm not cringing at you at all. I'm not either. But it, it's just hard to know what happened here. Right. Because it right. might just be like incompatibility, you know? Yeah. Dude, she just wasn't into you. Well, she just <laughs> wasn't into you. Yeah. That's it. Because these reasons are bullshit. If she really liked you... And wanted to give you a chance, she would have. Right. She would have said to you, hey, you know, because I, I, I've i been on dates where guys cut me off and I hate that. And I will, I'll do the little Charlotte York, all righty touch of the wrist. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not finished. And I will point it out to them. Okay. You know, uh, like if I... If you like somebody, you'll bring it up. You know, like if you want to see somebody again. Mm -hmm. But this is two dates. And what I don't understand is that, let's see, like the first date he brought her flowers and everything was great. And we met on a dating app and there was chemistry right off the bat. Isn't it funny how you can even tell through text? We set up a FaceTime and then we went, that went even better. We had a lot in common, laughed, and even felt some sexual tension through the screen. So the first in-person date was more of the same. I picked up some flowers on my walk before I showed up and was on my best behavior. We had a lot to talk about. Even Even though it went really well, we got physical. Even though it went really well, we got physical on the first date, which was the start of the problems. Yeah. What? Well, 
See, this is what I'm not getting. It sounds like everything was fine. Yeah. Like, it doesn't sound like he was like this every time they talked. Right. I'm I'm, I'm sure we're missing some information. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is very difficult to tell what happened here. Yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's pretty uh, likely I, that she just wasn't that into him. Yeah, she just, uh, or, or, hate to say it. The sex was bad. Could be. Well, that could be sex a reason she's not into him. My my guess is the sex was bad. Okay. Could be. She wasn't into him. That's fine. Of course you're not going to say the sex is bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing, but truly that is the best way to get murdered if you're a woman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, like, who's going to say that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the one uh, you barely know. But let's, let's talk about the fact that... That he must have put her in the position yep. of, like, he must have said, can I ask you why? Yep. Because she responds with, do you really want to know why? Right. And if he didn't ask and she offered that, she's just an asshole who likes to make men feel like shit. Mm -hmm. But he asked. But, but <laughs> Well, we don't know that he asked. He doesn't say that he asked. He doesn't say that he asked? No. Uh, after the second date, we left on an odd note, and we took some time to reflect. And when we spoke again, we decided that we shouldn't continue dating. It was pretty mutual, but I don't feel the need to cover up that it was her idea. Do you really want to know why, she asked me. Some guys beg me to tell them, then they call me a cunt. Okay. I told her I... So we don't I, know that he asked. She might have just... Offered, offered. it. That'd be yeah. weird. <laughs> that, That'd be that, very weird. Yeah, that would be pretty weird. If she was like, I don't think we should see each other anymore. You want to know why? <laughs> do you? Do you? Do you, you? Yeah. Do you want to know why? Some other guys can't handle it. Right. And now, okay. And th even the framing of that. Some guys <laughs> beg me to tell them. <laughs> then they call me a cunt. First, right. no guys are begging anybody, begging her to tell them. Mm, yeah. No one's begging this chick to say to tell them why they're not dating her again. Um <laughs> they're just not <laughs> like this is not a thing it that's not happening um but if he asked my dude don't <laughs> do that and i'll men and women do not do not ever hand over that much vulnerability to somebody who has not earned the right to see it I mean, my suspicion is it's going to be something you can't control anyway, right? Right. So, and yeah, why Why no? More than likely, somebody isn't, they're not going to be honest, nor should you be. I don't care what anybody says. You shouldn't be honest, unless it was something really uh, egregious. You well, know, oh, you listen, you're a racist. And oh, like, yeah. <laughs> right? Like that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Well, point sure. it out yeah go ahead and tell them but i mean usually the answer just comes down to like i i just don't like you enough to keep going right <laughs> that's right. it and she just right and she just didn't want to say that and there's not usually a reason right unless like you said it's something egregious but what i'm most struck by with this piece is that he took everything she said at face value he like, seems to have, yes. He's not questioning any of it. Yeah. And look, if if 
you're told, like, let's say he has friends that say, dude, dude, you're kind of dominating the conversation. You know, dude, let me get a, a word in edgewise. If someone tells you you're X, Y, Z, you know, my mother used to have a saying, if one person calls you a horse, you can laugh at them. But if two people call you a horse, you better go buy a saddle. <laughs> okay. My mother. I like it. <laughs> she was born in the freaking 30s. What do you want? Oh, I like it. Yeah, it's true. Like you, if you hear it more than once, okay. But if this is the first time someone's ever saying you dominate the conversation and you've never been told that and you've never sensed that about yourself, Mm-hmm. <laughs> why are you listening to her? Yeah. You have to take what somebody says with a grain of salt when they give you this kind of feedback. Well, or at least filter it through the lens of, you know, they've known you 10 hours. <laughs> right. Right. Like so. what's really behind this? And not only did he take it to heart, but he wrote an essay about it, which. Mm. Yeah. And people like it, it sounds like. Oh, the comments. Jesus. Let's read the comments okay. for a second. Although I will say my comment it has the highest claps. Oh, well, throw that one in too. 124. Nice. So my comment was, <laughs> so you're saying this woman decided to break things off after, checks notes, two dates, <laughs> and then proceeded to tell you, the person who knows you the best, that you don't have space in your life for anyone else, and that she feared you just wanted sex? And that you never let her talk about herself or ask questions. All things that it could could have been rectified with a few minutes of miniature uh, mature conversation. My dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just said, first a person has to be really unpleasant or difficult to eagerly divulge this information. Yeah. Yeah. They just do. They're just not <laughs> nice people. They're not. Yeah. Anybody who's like dying to tell you. You really want to know. No. No. They're just dicks. Uh, and I just said she just wasn't into you and thought it would be a better idea to put the entirety of the blame for why on you instead of being accountable for her own issues. Because if she hits you, this is uh, we brought this, we've talked about this before. If they hit you hard enough, you will be too weakened to fight back. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that's the, that's what this was. That or this woman was very very angry that this man didn't read her mind. In which case, bye bye. Yeah, you can't I mean, get out of there fast enough. Sometimes it's not even a matter of getting hit hard enough. It's like if it's just weird enough, that is that is kind of disabling too. Yes, if it's disabling in some way or disarming, yeah, in some way, you know, they're just hoping. Oh my god, I just want to get out of this. Right. Right, which they do, mm-hmm. because they they don't like you. <laughs> so, you know, so they do want out of the conversation. Right. Yeah. So the takeaways here: never, ever, ever ask somebody that you went on one or two dates with why they don't want to see you again. It just, uh, and I'm going to say it. My the other thing I suspect is that she felt he was very weak. Because that's the vibe I get about him. Hmm. Okay. Like, there's something about him that just seems kind of like, I don't like, mousy, meek. I don't know, something. Interesting. And that that's where I think that was going. Hmm. Never, ever, ever after two dates, ask somebody what they think or why they didn't want to date you again. Never, never. You are, that is, you're making yourself way too vulnerable 
you don't know who this person is and whether or not they, they don't have your best interest in mind. Well, and I think people um, that do this are assuming that the results of the conversation will be instructive and useful for the future. And that is just not the case. Yeah. Like we're seeing here. Like what what can you now do with this information that you've been told? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you can act as though it's objectively true. But again, this person has known you for 10-ish hours. I mean, are you really going to like change your whole approach to dating based on this? Yeah. Yeah. And can we, and can can we switch this to the women for a second sure. and talk about the whole oh I was afraid you just wanted sex? Okay. Yeah. All right. I just took my glasses off for this one. Okay. That is like you, and I'm speaking to the women who worry about that, that it, you have to get rid of that. You have to get past that. Like that is one thing that is going to completely impair your ability to continue to see a guy or, or uh, get a relationship. If you're constantly worried that a guy just wants sex. A guy can want sex right. and also want a relationship with you. Yeah. Like wanting sex, depending on how it's presented. You know, if he's a decent guy and he, you know, in the first date isn't acting like a drooling crude fool and saying, oh, what's your favorite position? You know, and saying stupid stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's decent about it and he seems okay and he shows interest in sex, that's okay because he's human yeah. and a lot of humans like to have sex. Right. That Yeah. And you're on a date. <laughs> and you're on a date. <laughs> right. So that, um, yeah, him wanting to have sex probably shouldn't be held against him. And, and, and if you do fool around or if you do get physical, do you notice how she – Instead of, she puts it on him. Yes. Like, look, you were both there. You both made this decision, right? And now this is a decision you made. If you were afraid that that's all he wanted, then, you know, why engage in it? If if, If you worry that that's all he wanted and you just, that was the vibe you got, why are you, why are you there? Well, because maybe, I don't know, maybe, or, or like, is this a real question or is this rhetorical? It, well, it's sort of a real, it's both, I guess. It's more like being an adult. You you made a decision, you decided to do it, and that's that. And if you can't then turn around and go, oh, I'm just, I was worried that you just wanted sex. Well, and that's a weird, um, it's a weird thing to act on preemptively. Right. Right. It's like before I find out what you want, (laughs) let me assume and then respond to what I think you want. Right. Like nothing will blow up in your face faster than uh, trying to mind read and head hop. Mm -hmm. Don't presume to know what the other person is thinking because that's that's just going to blow up in your face. Right. Well, I mean, we're seeing it not working here. On right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, to your question about like, why did she go through with sleeping with him if she really believed that that's all he was after? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe it had been a dry spell and she was like, all right, we can, we can knock this out. <laughs> I got time. You got time. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I don't know. He's there, though. Like you had the second date. 
I know. I, yeah, you know, that's the one that doesn't make sense to me because, again, she seems to have responded to an assumption that had no basis in reality. In reality. Right. And this is why I just can't get over this guy's just t- taking everything she said at face value. But I know why he's running to the internet. Well, yeah, he, yeah. He's pandering to women. I've decoded women, everyone. Yeah. Right. But also, look at me, ladies. Yeah. I'm telling men what to do yeah. on their dates because, of course, that's what all the comments were. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. And, oh, this is how I feel. And I've had dates like this. And it's so great that you would bring this up and blah, 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 blah. Well, I, I mean, I believe that women who are commenting have had dates where a man only talks about himself and yep. then tries to rush her into sex. I'm right. sure that happens a lot. Right. It just doesn't seem to be what happened here. Absolutely. That's Based not the on vibe what that we I know, get. Anyway. That's not the vibe that I get. So, Taylor, my friend, stop asking women why they don't want to date you. Because that just, it, I'm sorry, it just makes you look weak. That's the other reason, too. Like, there's just something so sad about it something like so cringy about it like going to a guy and it's like hey you know i know things didn't work out but i was just wondering you know why yeah well i mean again i think the the intent is usually like there's something the intent is rooted on the belief that there is something inherently or like objectively wrong Mm -hmm. about and it could just be a vibe thing and it it really i think is usually just like they they just didn't like you that much it just not enough to continue it just weren't that into you. Okay. Any final thoughts? They didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we read this one um, Reddit post? Because it sounds kind of like drama-licious. Oh, Which speaking one? of drama, mm-hmm. can I, uh, you know what, maybe we won't even do Reddit, but I will bring up this. If I see one more fucking TikTok from some bored woman... <laughs> who's like i found out that he has a girlfriend or he's a, has a wife do you think like if you think i should contact her and oh, tell her yeah I, you know? I see those on occasion oh I, I finally wrote a response and she was like 45 yeah and i was just like girl aren't you like 40 like don't you think you're a little too old for this and she replied, and she's like, "No, I think that I, you know, I did the right thing." And blah 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 blah. blah. And I said, "Like, why are you so Good. eager?" I'm to- glad that worked out for her, <laughs> right? But really, really, you know, the whole "I would want to know" thing—it's two things. It means two things. I'm bored and want to start drama. To I want this guy, and I need to get rid of the competition. Yeah, it's usually yeah. that. Yeah, so just acknowledge yeah. that. I can't, I, I guess I'm just too tired after seeing it for so long. If you get caught up in that kind of bullshit drama, just walk away. It never ends well. Like, if you think someone's truly dangerous, that's one thing. But some dude cheating on his wife, let me tell you something, nine times out of ten, she already knows he's cheating. She knows. Yeah. You know, so right. just tell him, tell him, look, you're married. I already found this on the internet. I don't know what the story is. I don't really care. I'm not interested. And then walk. When you get sucked into that drama, that will w- just wear away at whatever resolve you have. 
or whatever resilience you have. And hmm. this is, it's, online dating can be a soul sucking process. You don't have that kind of energy to waste. Don't get sucked into That's it. That's true. Just don't. All right. Well, that's my final thoughts for today. We won't, okay. we won't read this Reddit post because we're... Next time. Next time. Um, okay. Datologycoach.com. Send us a letter. You can submit a question. Just look, at, uh, look up at the nav bar. You can uh, submit a letter there. Join the mailing list. Follow us on Womenology Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me, the Kristen M, T-H-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-A-N-M on Instagram. And Sarah is one Sarah with an H-G on Instagram. That's it, kids. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Next time. Bye.